Welcome back to the channel, guys. This week, there will be no Drewcast. There will be no Say What's Real. I didn't really think this episode had like a Drewcast Say What's Real type of feel to it. Well, obviously, we can't do a Say What's Real because there's not another person that I would be interviewing, right? But today, if you guys have not seen the new Ahsoka show, I highly recommend it because we're going to talk about some spoilers regarding that show. The, um, there's a lot of people who have checked out of Disney Star Wars, and I understand, bro. Um, trust me, I'm not I'm not a full... I don't support everything they do, but I do support this show. This show had a rocky start, in my opinion. Episode 1 and 2 were... They weren't bad, but I, I've had some friends who say, who, who've said it's bad. Episode 1 and 2, and they literally will not watch episode 3, 4, 5, 6, no. Cough, cough, Warren. But... but but if you but give it a give it a chance okay the the last episode that i just watched which we're going to kind of go into it here in a moment it blew my mind okay now is it perfect no right that i don't think i've ever seen anything in the star wars community get like a perfect score there's like you know cuz andor is really really loved there's a lot of people who don't like andor there's a lot of people who think andor is boring right like mando Mando season two, Mando season one had really, really good reviews and a lot of people liked it. But then there's a lot of people who don't. Right. And obviously the sequels, there's a lot of people who do not like the sequels. Right. But then you have a lot of people who do like the sequels. And I made a I made a comment last week. I was talking about the sequels. Right. And I was talking about how I believe they're the set of movies that kind of broke the fandom. And someone commented and they were like, well, I kind of consider the prequels to be what broke the fandom. And I don't really think so. Okay. Now, the prequels were very divisive. And a lot of that came from the OG trilogy fans, right? Like when I was a kid growing up, the prequels to me, I love them. But people like my parents' age and a little bit older, they were the ones that didn't like the prequels. We did. So we're kind of going through that right now, right? Like I don't really like the sequels. But I know that there's kids who grew up watching Kylo Ren and Rey and BB-8, Poe, Finn, Snoke, the Emperor, right? They're going to love the sequels. And that's okay because I think Star Wars, it's really hard. And I've mentioned this a few times on previous podcasts, you know, previous videos. Star Wars is a generational thing, okay? Now, a lot can be said for other shows and movies, but what do you guys know? Like, what other shows or movies do you guys know of that's, like, generational? There's not many, right? Like, that at this level. I think Star Wars might be the biggest generational TV show, movies, like, ever. Right? This thing spans decades. So, of course, I think this will be a problem forever regarding Star Wars. I think it, it'll, always have, it'll always have people who, you know, I hate the prequels, but I love the original trilogy. I hate the sequels, but I love the prequel and the original trilogy. I hate Andor, but I love Ahsoka. I don't like, I like Andor and I hated Mando, right? So I think from now on, I, I it kind of makes me sad because like I, it kind of makes me not even want to go on Twitter or like TikTok and, or Reddit anymore. I don't know if that's how you guys feel, but like, I, I just don't, it doesn't interest me anymore. Because I know no matter what, there's always going to be a group of people who just shit on this, dude. Whether and I, I, it, Disney, it, it, Disney, uh, if, if even if Apple owned it, if Warner Brothers owned it, it they're always going to um, they're always going to hate it for some reason. 
right? Even when George Lucas was the owner of Star Wars, people were, they kind of drove him away. He basically said it, right? Like we as the fandom kind of drove George Lucas away. And then when we, when we realized what Disney was doing with it, we're like, no, George, Star George, come back. And it's too late for that now. So we got to move on. And and why I'm saying this, though, is because Ahsoka's getting, I think, really good reviews. And I think the last couple episodes have been phenomenal, like bangers, right? But you still have those people like, for instance, if you guys are on YouTube and you've and you've come across their, their channels, you know, Geeks and Gamers, uh, Nerdrotic, those guys are kind of known for, like, you know, the thumbnails where people are crying, like the tears and like the over-exaggerated titles, like, you know, like, uh, Woke Hollywood, Woke Hollywood has the MCU, and like, Woke Hollywood gets destroyed by Brie Larson. It's like, you know what I mean? Look it up, bro. I swear to God, if you guys look it up, now... <laughs> They do have titles like that, like Woke Disney makes Ray the lead in her own movie. <laughs> Woke Disney has Ahsoka and Sabine as female leads. And it's like, bro. Now, mind you, I watch Geeks and Gamers. I like Jeremy. I, he kind of gives me somebody who does actually like Star Wars, but he's kind of... He's kind of... Um, it, it kind of seems like he's burnt by a lot of things that Disney's done, right? Like, it's not that he necessarily doesn't like Star Wars. It, 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 he comes across as someone who just, he's been burned too many times, right? And that's understandable. Every fandom has that, right? Like, um, but Nerd Roddick, bro, like, and I do watch some of his videos. So what I'm about to say isn't me, like, hating on him because there is, he, he does make a lot of good points. A lot of his videos are really entertaining. The thumbnails, the titles are really entertaining, but, like, I don't think there's anything that Star Wars Disney can do that he's not going to like, bro. I mean, that he's going to like. I don't think Disney can do anything that he'll like, right? Unless, and I don't even want to say unless there's, like, a all-white male cast and and there's no women at all. I mean, that's what it kind of seems like. Nerdrod, Gary, bro, I'm talking to you from Nerdrodic, bro. If if you if you end up watching this, I like your stuff. I like your stuff. I find a lot of your videos entertaining. You do have a lot, a lot of solid points, but I on it, you you do kind of make it seem like unless there's like a whole cast of white males, that you will not like it. That's kind of how it comes across, right? Like I love sometimes I'll just scroll through the through the titles, the and and like read it off in my voice, like while I'm watching and delivering them. I'll be like I'll scrolling down, and like you'll see them too. It's like woke Hollywood gets destroyed. By, by, uh, the left has destroyed Star Wars. <laughs> you guys got to check them out, bro. Go to Geeks and Gamers. Go to Nerdrotic. Ryan Kennel, too. Like, and I watch him, too, sometimes. Right? I watch him and Jeremy do their live videos almost every day. So it's not that I don't watch them. I just feel like I'm able to, I can comfortably critique them without making this, like, a personal attack, right? But you guys do have hella entertaining titles on your on your YouTube videos, right? When it's like, you know, like Lucasfilm has turned woke for having a female lead in Ahsoka. It's like, okay, bro, is that what we're is that what we're doing? Is that what we're gonna? <laughs> you guys comment below if you guys are fans of their channels. Awesome, because they're like I said, they do have some good points. 
And majority of the time, I find them really entertaining. Like they're like, it's cool to hear people who aren't just shills, right? And that's kind of what I'm getting at here. Like, it's cool to listen to both sides, right? Like I used to, um, I used to watch John Campia like every single day, bro. Like that was somebody. And if you guys aren't like familiar with him, back in like the earlier days of YouTube, like that's like a legacy YouTuber, right? With the AMC days, Collider, like that. This guy made a lot of things when it comes to movie reviews and just his channel in general was like a really popular thing amongst this community i used to watch him every and i don't anymore like not really like that no like christian harloff i love his channel i still go to his channel for star wars right uh, who's another one um i know i just named neurotic i know i just named geeks and gamers uh, obviously, there's Star Wars Theory and Nerd Theory. I love Josh and, and Star Wars Theory, bro. They have a great podcast. They have a great show. Nerd Theory, you guys should check it out. Especially Star Wars Theory because he's really informative. There's Eckhart's Ladder. There's uh, Thor Skywalker. If you see this, Thor, I really, really love your videos, bro. Like You make amazing Star Wars videos. You're somebody who, if I want a logical take on an episode or a movie that i just watched i go to your channel bro honest to god and i know you and your wife have a do a lot of content on your guys' second channel so keep up the good work bro you guys have an amazing you guys have amazing stuff going on so now like i said uh, there's eckhart slatter star wars theory den of nerds i don't really like star wars explained and it's just him and his wife don't give me like, they just give me robotic vibes. I don't know if you guys have ever seen their channel, but they do give off, like, really big, really, really big ro robotic vibes. Like, they're just, like, really corporate, right? And that and that's kind of what I was trying to compare with John Campia. Like, I do like John Campia stuff. I've always been a fan. But I get, a, I get like, really big corporate vibes from them. Like, everything has to be a politically correct answer. And I just, I, I, that's not for me. And that's not to say other people can't like that. Definitely they can. Just not for me, right? So, so yeah, um, anyways, going into Ahsoka this week, right? Now I'm super excited to talk about this because we finally got him, right? We finally got him. Hey, hey, Dave Filoni. What you doing? What you doing bringing the big blue back? Red eyes. What you doing? Hey, Dave Filoni. What you doing? <laughs> you might not hear that last what are you doing because once i do voice isolation i might i might not even consider what just came out of my mouth what just came out of my mouth words so pause but now going into episode six i thought there's no way they're gonna show thrawn just straight off the bat right like they're going to they're going to make us wait probably to the end of the episode or even next episode i kind of thought what everybody else thought because this is kind of how they've been doing things lately like the last episode, at the last second, you'll see Luke on a cliff. That's a cliffhanger. You know, like that. They kind of set that tone with the Force Awakens, right? Like Luke was literally a cliffhanger, as a cliffhanger in a movie, right? Bye, Luke. Bye, Teddy drinking Luke. But so they bring Thrawn back, right? Now he's voiced by Lars Mikkelsen. He's played by Lars Mikkelsen now because actually they got the voice actor to come back for the show. And by come back, I mean be Thrawn's first live action appearance, right? So I'm going to need everybody to clap with me, right? Hey, Dave Filoni. What But it looked amazing. It looked phenomenal. When the Chimera's first, uh, when the Chimera, like, you know, starts to 
fly towards them on this little castle platform they're on. And it like, you know, hovers above them, seeing Thrawn for the first time with his, I'm, I'm being, t I, I heard they're called dead troopers or like there's something going on with the Night Sisters magic that maybe it could be what Merrick was, right? Merrick earlier in the season was like, he, when Ahsoka goes to slice him, he turns into green gas or he's like dust, right? So that's, that could be what these stormtroopers are. I'm excited to figure out what they are because, hey, stormtroopers aren't really... They're cannon fodder, bro. They're going to die too, bro. You know what I mean? Like, we all know what a... When you see stormtroopers and you see characters like that, we, we know what's going to happen. Like, we know that they're not really... You know, like, they're not going to survive, right? But we got Blue Elon Musk, right? And people keep comparing him to, to Blue Elon Musk, which, yes let's get the jokes out the way he does look like Elon Musk bro but the voice the voice nailed it to the point where I'm okay with him kind of looking like a blue Elon Musk right okay he was kind of chubby but it doesn't matter to me because the actor killed this role bro like he brought Thrawn to life and when I was a kid right there was a summer where I got grounded from like the so from the last day of school when I came home that day from that day to the beginning of the next school year, I was grounded that whole summer, right? And that is when I started my love for Star Wars books, right? It was it was the in between seventh and eighth grade year. So me going into eighth grade that summer, that's when I first read the Thrawn trilogy, uh, you know, the first book, right? When I picked up that book and I read it, what kind of struck, what kind of stood out to me as a kid was like, there here's a villain. That can go toe to toe with Luke, Khan, and Leia in them, but he's not the Emperor. He's not Darth Vader. He doesn't use the Force. He doesn't have a lightsaber. He's just so smart that he's able to outsmart these people. Like that was an interesting take on a villain, right? Because how do you make a villain better than the Emperor and Vader? Like you kind of can't, right? So reading that as a kid. You, as I grew up, I was like, I can't wait to see Thrawn in a movie one day. What if he, you know, and like, obviously we didn't get another Star Wars movie until The Force Awakens, right? So then you kind of think like, are they going to bring Thrawn back for the sequel trilogy? Like, that'd be super cool. They didn't. But I believe we are going to, we're in for a ride, bro. And I think Dave Filoni is going to kill it. I think all this, all these shows that lead up to his movie, the movie's going to be special, right? I think Thrawn is being set up as like the Star Wars version of Thanos, right? He's the big bad, bro. And there's a lot of stuff we're going to have to overlook because, yeah, in the sequel trilogy, they didn't mention Thrawn. Luke didn't mention anything about the world between worlds, Ahsoka. He didn't mention any of that, right? So you could, you one could say to themselves, like, oh, maybe it's because a lot of time passed. Maybe a lot of time passed and from the time that he helped Ahsoka and all them with Thrawn to the sequel, the, the end of the, like the start of the sequel trilogy, maybe, maybe a lot has happened, right? You, when you're talking to somebody like Ray, you're not going to go through the whole list of everything that happened the last 30 years. Probably a lot happened. You're not going to sit there and be like, well, there was Thrawn, the world between worlds, Ahsoka, you know, the Night Sisters, and you're not going to just go and like start naming off all the things you've been through because that had nothing to do with why she was there in the moment, right? So you could kind of like there's wiggle room for this to make sense. I'm excited to see what they do with the rest of the show. Ezra looked good. The actor who played Ezra looked looked amazing. You know, I think the uh, his reunion with Sabine was kind of like 
it wasn't bad, but it was like, okay, you've been gone for basically like 10 years. She literally had to put your guys' original galaxy. She basically gambled their fate to come see you. And it just didn't seem like the reunion was appropriate for those circumstances. But that's kind of nitpicky. You know, I didn't really mind the rock turtle people either. I thought that was cool. Like, hey, we're in a different galaxy, bro. Let's get freaky. I said the last episode. Let's get freaky. Let's let's see some like colorful, weird, dark looking planets. Maybe instead of the force, this galaxy uses magic. Who knows, bro? Like, I mean, the Purgle too. The, the Purgle's graveyard was on that planet, Pridia. Like, it kind of made like a ring around the planet, right? That's where they go to die. So like, yeah, give us more lore, bro. That's what we need. The lore in this episode was phenomenal, crazy. Like, why can't we start doing that with everything Star Wars Disney does? Disney Star Wars does. You know what I mean? My my freaking uh, dyslexia. I'm dyslexic, so like I'm, yeah. But anyways, with Thrawn returning and with how excited I know I'm going to be, I'm going to name off a, a few characters that should return to Star Wars. And I think Dave can do it. I think Dave or who el wh whoever really knows their stuff can pull this off. And the first character that I hope makes a return from the old EU is Abeloth. Now, Abeloth, she, she, she could easily be the villain for like the future Rey Grogu movies, right? You introduce her, you, if you can introduce her here, maybe introduce her sometime within the next couple Mando seasons, or maybe even mention her in like the Thrawn, the Dave Filoni movie, maybe an animated series that mentions her, but Abeloth can definitely, you plant the seeds now, Abeloth can be the villain for like the future of Star Wars, right? Like you have a top tier villain that you could use, just start setting her up now, right? Like we don't need Abeloth now, but start setting her up for the other stuff, right? Because who... Who could Ray and them realistically fight that's like a that's like worthy of like of the Emperor? It would be Abeloth, bro. She's known as the bring I'm I'm and I'm actually reading off her Wikipedia right Wikipedia right now. But she's also so Abeloth is also known as the bringer of chaos and self-styled as the beloved queen of the stars. She was an extremely powerful force entity. She was an extremely powerful force entity. Her dark side powers and immortality derived from her being corrupted by drinking from the font of power and bathing in the pool of knowledge. She first lived as the servant, a mortal woman who served the powerful ones on a jungle planet over a hundred thousand years before the Battle of Yavin. So she so she's pretty old. Throughout her life, she became the mother. She kept the peace between the father, warring son, and daughter, and became the loving member of the family. Unfortunately, she was still mortal. She grew old while the father and the children lived on, and she feared she would lose her precious family. In a desperate attempt to hold on to the life she so loved, she drank from the font of power and bathed in the pool of knowledge. Her actions corrupted her, transforming the mother into the twisted and mortal entity known as Abeloth. Come on, bro. Give us that. Give us Abeloth, bro. She could literally be the villain for the Rey and future Grogu movies. Think about how crazy that would be. You know, and th that's something that that I really, 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 really hope they bring into the new canon. I And we're going to go into another character here in a minute. But, I, bro, 
if you guys read up on her, do some more research about Abeloth, like she ends up fighting the old EU. She fights Luke. She fights his nephew and niece. I mean, she it's to the point where like Luke doesn't even think she's dead after he defeats her because he knows that like she's too powerful. She's too powerful, right? So like, give us that villain. Make the sequel trilogy. You could correct it by giving Rey in them and Grogu. Give us Abeloth for them, right? Save. Give us something that because the stakes have to be super high or else why are you making a movie we don't want to see a movie where like oh the villain is just some random warlord who who's mad about the empire no give us that give us that right the second character that i hope they bring back from the old eu i'm not sure if if, if this person is in canon yet they're clearly not because their character i've never heard their character mentioned in canon and but yeah, I, there's a game called Shadows of the Empire, right? So Dash Rendar and Prince Sejor, right? Prince Sejor and Dash Rendar bring those two into canon. Now, I know Dash Rendar is kind of like a copy of Han Solo. So it was it was kind of like, a, hey, we might not be able to use Harrison Ford. What We don't even know if Han Solo is going to make it into the next movie. So let's kind of like just like make like a knockoff. But the knockoff ended up, ended up being cool. If you played Shadows of the Empire, Dash Rendar is the main character you play with. And you basically have to try to defeat Prince Prince Sejor, right? And print and the prince, right? I read the book. What I thought was really fascinating about the book is that his like kind of back and forth with Vader, right? And the Emperor kind of knew that he didn't like Vader and and that Vader didn't like him. Right. So it's kind of like he pit these two against each other. And I, I think that would work really well. Like if you were to do like a like a Tales of the Jedi type of show and and you kind of like just sh you went through like random like time periods in Star Wars. That would be cool because Prince Sejor ran a crime syndicate and we need more crime syndicates. Like, what is that world like? You know, it's like an, it's like what we said about Thrawn earlier. They're not really powerful in the force. They don't really have a lightsaber, but they're smart. They're cunning. They they they're evil. They get stuff done in their own way. Right. So Prince Sejor and Das Rendar, I think, are next are two more characters that definitely could appear in the new canon and, and could work. Right. My last one, my last but not least, we got Darth Bane. Now, Darth Bane, who is the who invented the Rule of Two, because before the Rule of Two, there wasn't just like two Sith Lords at one at all times. There was there was a lot, right? Darth Bane, and I think anything from the old Republic era, like Darth Revan, Darth Sion, you got you got in, in the game Darth Malgus, right? Like you got a lot, of, you got a lot from those games that you can bring over into the live action or even a. Uh, I I said in the past that I would like to see the New Republic in like um. In like a Studio Ghibli type of movie, I think that'd be cool. I mean, I, I would I, I I want live action too, but Studio Ghibli Old Republic. Please, please, give us that day. Hey. I don't care if it's fucking Dave Filoni. I don't give a fuck who it is. Give us a Oprah Public Studio Ghibli style. I think that could work. I think that would... Old, the Old Republic has so much lore. Like, Darth Revan was one of my favorite Sith Lords when I was growing up and I played Knights of the Old Republic too. I mean, there's so much they can do, but there's so much they can fuck up on, right? So get the right people for this. Darth Bane, you can make your own trilogy of movies with him. Why not? to show how they made the rule of two that's interesting and like the books are really popular too so you know and i think we need more stories that are centered around villains because 
like let's let's learn more about the Sith too. You know, let's learn more about the dark side. Let's how far does this go back? What like who who was the first one? Who was the first force user who turned bad? Like let's let's get some of that stuff right because that stuff's interesting. So those are some characters that I think could make a return from the old EU that could work really well in the new canon. So you guys comment below. Did you like the choices I went through? I kind of messed up when I was reading the Abeloth stuff, but you know, at the end of the day, she's also a character that if, if done right, she could be the next big, she could be the next emperor for at least six movies. If, if done right, she could be the overarching, you know, overarching villain for a for at least if you're gonna go with more Ray movies or like you know movies where she's trained the new Jedi Order and hey who's on who's the next big bad right because Palpatine let's keep him dead right who's the next big bad you got Abeloth bro you got Abeloth so yeah that is the end of tonight's episode guys like I said um I should be coming back with a Drew cast next week hopefully some more see what's real episodes as the month goes on this will be on Spotify and Apple podcast. So thank you guys if you're listening to this podcast from there. And yeah, um, thank you for all the support on TikTok, Instagram. Like those two platforms are killing it for me right now. And yeah, till next time, guys. Peace.